0: Taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, back. I have to sing. Jesse,
1: you can't sing tonight.
0: You yes, I can? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. All
1: right, Mike. That sound means it. it is time for the So Excited I Get Wood Memorial Race of the Week, presented to you by the Inside Track to the Bluegrass Stakes Wagering Guide.
2: Yeah, I went from six to midnight as soon as I saw this field. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared, who had advice on racing and they wanted to
0: share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner, there's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact, uh, there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the Website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, bolston Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your your
1: racing as good as it gets what is up i'm curtis kellerwood he's mike somich this is blinkers off what's up man
2: oh i am excited to be here we got a huge weekend of horse racing i cannot wait to get this thing going man i can't wait to do it
1: oh man it's so exciting can't wait uh listen We're live on Blinkers Off. If you're watching us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all the things, uh, we appreciate you. We do this live uh, every Thursday. You can uh, click subscribe. It'll notify you when we show up live and do these. The times are all over the place. We never really... uh Are able to keep to a set schedule but that's okay we're that important it doesn't matter what time we're coming on you're here for us uh mr samich this is going to be one of the most jam-packed shows we've ever done on blinkers off because we have not one not two but three kentucky derby preps this weekend there's four kentucky oaks preps we might not even get a chance to talk to about them there's that much racing happening this weekend i'm excited how are you doing buddy
2: I'm uh, doing great, man. We might have to go so long we keep those uh, those those stinking Magic Mike show guys off the air. I mean, we just, just to keep going and going. I, mean, I can't wait. We got Oklahoma Pro Day coming up too. Everything is just just amazing in the world right now.
1: By the way, speaking of Oklahoma, did you see that super mean tweet, the, 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 the prank that the parents pulled on the kids <laughs> yeah. telling them that they traded Baker Mayfield to the Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't even know who you feel worse for.
2: I mean, you, you don't trade the best quarterback in the NFL.
1: No, no, absolutely not. And you don't trade Baker Mayfield either. Uh, listen, this is... Uh, uh, a big week of racing, as I talked about. we got a lot to go into, so not even going to waste time. I want to know, what's the best thing that you saw today?
2: This is actually pretty easy for me. So five weekends a year, you have a shot at, at we'll call it year-changing scores in tournament horse racing. And this is one of those five weekends. So I, I, the most, the best thing I saw is they announced the races for the Players' Championship on horse tourneys this weekend. Uh, two days, 30 races a day, 15 of the 30 you got to play. Winners going to take home around two hundred fifty thousand bucks. So it's one of those five weekends that you can make those monster scores. It's an absolute blast to play in these things. They've been having qualifiers running for the last almost three months now. Um, they put together a really cool Triple Crown series with these three of these three of these tournaments a year. You win two of them, you get a million dollar bonus. Um, so it's it's pretty amazing what horse trains has done. Can't wait to play it this weekend. Starts tomorrow, and I'm happy that they went Friday Saturday because there would have been a rebellion if this thing was Saturday, Sunday, and Easter was the closing day for a major horse tournament. So uh, happy we got Friday, Saturday. And I'm looking forward to playing it. It's gonna be a blast.
1: Boy, yeah, I can't imagine there'd be too many horse players happy about uh, having to actually spend time with their families on a major holiday like Easter. What the hell kind of shit is that? One, uh, of, the
2: craziest, one of the craziest rules we have in our sport. You know some states can't bet on Easter Sunday? I'm dead serious. Certain states can't bet on Easter Sunday so that like the best day to play like the, the pick six carryovers that are jackpots is actually Easter Sunday because it limits the amount of people that can bet into the pools. It's absolutely nutty. Horse racing. Who knew?
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, listen, they have to spend time with their families on Christmas Day because it's the one day of the year that we go dark in horse racing and now you give them Easter too. It's just, it's, it's borderline inhumane, Mike. Uh, listen, the best thing that I saw, um, uh, there's a sponsor of the Breeders' Cup. They sponsor the Dirt Mile. Uh, their name is Big Ass Fans. We're big ass fans of the Big Ass Fans brand and uh, really happy that they uh, are, are putting some fun into sponsoring Breeders' Cup races. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I reached out to them because I saw that they had sent um, Jeremy Balin, who's someone I look up to in the horse racing industry, and they'd send him some cool stuff and I was like, hey, I, I like cool shit. I'm Dutch. you know. Send me some free <laughs> shit too. Uh, I write for the Breeders' Cup. I call, the, the, Bre- the Big Ass Fans Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, I'm the guy who literally writes those words and all the recaps and previews, so send me some shit. And they immediately replied back and said well jeremy signed up for you know such and such a thing that's why he got that oh okay well i signed <laughs> up for it mike and then i forgot you know how you did your drunk ebay buying i, I yeah. kind of forgot that i drunkenly signed up for this um so i got in the mail uh well they sent me this it's a i don't know how well you can see it on screen it's it's a sticker big ass no, fans yeah. it's white um i hope uh, that's it, not all
2: you got <laughs>
1: you get ripped off if that's all you got <laughs> If it, our, The next vehicle we're going to get, because we've got a lease coming up soon, uh, I'm going to have to be black, and I'm just going to stick this right on the rear bumper. Um, and by the way, it's not my car that the lease is coming up on either, so that'd be kind of funny. Uh, they also sent me a, uh, a nice little beer koozie. It's a big-ass fans. It's for your big-ass drink. You just put your big-ass drink in it, so like that's pretty that. cool. The best thing, and this is all I really wanted from them in the first place, Nah. I got the little big ass fans. It's a little squeezy, like stress ball, donkey, horse. Uh, My God, this, this, it's cool, but it literally, it normally just sits right here. I don't know. Yeah, you can see it on there. So um, we need to come up with a name for it though. So if you're in the chat, uh, we need a name that we can call this, and this is going to be the new mascot uh, for Blinkers Off. So he's going to sit right here every episode uh, and watch us as we perform. So uh, in the chat, if you're watching live, uh, let us know your favorite uh, names for it. Uh, It could be, you know, the Bumbler, the Tinderer, the you know anything related to that, um, just don't call it Manscaped. Uh, but Mike, we got three Kentucky Derby prep races to talk about in full detail today on Blinkers Off, and then we're going to be playing uh, the usual games that we do on Thursday. Since there's so many races to talk about, we've got some fun ways of covering it. Let's get into it. Let's go. All right, Mike, first thing we're gonna look at, we're gonna to go to Santa Anita for the only grade one Kentucky Derby prep all weekend. This is the grade one, $750,000 Santa Anita Derby, baby. We have an amazing field of 10 and uh, not that it's good that life is good, is hurt because we don't like when horses are hurt. It's nice that he's gonna survive. But him being out means this race kind of went wide open, right? So now we have 10 horses. A lot of these are late additions because of Life is Good's defection. Favoritism is going to be on his uh, Bob Heffert stablemate, Medina Spirit, 5-2. He's either won or finished second to Life is Good in every single career start. Uh, Mike, you're a fan of the, the MCU movies like I am. You're familiar with the phrase, the Hydra phrase, cut off one head, two more shall take its place. That's pretty much the Bob Heffert stable when it comes to Kentucky Derby prep races. I where are you going on top here? Is Medina spirit playable at five to two, knowing he's probably gonna take more money.
2: I mean, I think you kind of have to include Medina spirit if you're looking long term, but you know, look, this is a tough betting race. This is part of that pick six mandatory payout that we're going to have on Saturday. That pool is going to be absolutely massive. So it's going to be a big, a big time race an important one in the sequence. Cause I do think you have a couple favorites that are pretty, pretty good later in the, the sequence. I want to put my money on dream shake, the two horse. I, I like this horse coming back. I think that, the last race, the fact that the, the horse made a kind of a move around the turn against Life is Good and then got caught by Dream, by Medina Spirit later in the race. I think Dream Shake is going to sit a nice trip here. I do think that you're going to see Medina Spirit go right to the front. And I think that that's going to probably be your horse who's going to be in the lead. I think Dream Shake is going to sit off the flank I think Dream Shake is going to do better here. I mean, I like horses second time around two turns. This is second time around two turns. Dream Shake out of a twir- is a twirling candy. Should be better going a little bit longer here. I think the Dream Shake is going to be able to get the job done here at
1: 7-2. Well, and, uh, so he breaks his maiden in February, so he's late to the game. But it's very impressive, and he beat a lot of really good horses there. And then he comes back in the St. Philippe that you're talking about, and he's 10 and a quarter lengths behind the winner. Well, the winner's life is good. He was only two and a quarter behind Medina Spirit. So he's just got to make up two and a quarter length. So you have to just try and guess. Do you think that Peter Erton has brought him along enough to where he can make up that and the experience will help uh, in this case? Uh, sounds like you're going for him. I'm going to go just to his outside because I'm really intrigued by this three-horse, Rocky World. He's undefeated, but he's a turf horse coming over uh, to the dirt here. And this is a, The move has been planned ever since he won the Pasadena Stakes. It was very impressive doing it he's bred for dirt or turf. He could handle either one, uh, his damn charm, the maker was multiple grade stakes place. So the abilities there, the question is really, can he handle the dirt? If he handles the dirt, I think he's got a good shot. Uh, part of the issue, his buyer speed figures, they are a little low, but just like dream shake, he needs to take, you know, he, he's going to be his third start. So you can anticipate he's probably going to take a step forward. Um, as far as ticket construction go, do you think Rock Your World is playable to win? Do you like him better for exotics? Or are you just going to pass? Because 4-1 to for a horse trying dirt in a grade 1 for the first time, it's kind of scary.
2: Yeah, this is a hard pass for me. Um, I think this horse has to take a big step forward to be able to be competitive in this field. Probably will be part of the pace, which I think is interesting. But we're, we're stretching out here. We're getting an extra eighth of a mile. Uh, the buyers don't line up. This is first time trying dirt. Uh, the last race, which is we won a stakes race, but he won a stakes race with five horses in it. So it's not like he beat this large field and was that this impressive victory. Um, I just, I think this is just a stab. I also would much prefer Candy Ride on the turf than I would on the dirt. So I do think this is more of a turf horse than a dirt horse. Um, So for me, this is, is, it's a hard pass. I mean, I I think that there's horses that are much more interesting at big time prices here than Rock Your World. I mean, I, I don't really love the one Roman Centurion, but I think you kind of have to respect the one Roman Centurion at this point, right? I mean, we've got eight to one morning line. Uh, Hernandez is going to be back aboard here. If you look back at the Robert B. Lewis horse, runs a neck behind Medina Spirit, who's your morning line favorite at three to one. Hot Rod Charlie runs third in that race. We know what Hot Rod Charlie just did in Louisiana. That race now looks a lot better than it did originally. I think you have to at least consider the one Roman Centurion at eight to one as well.
1: I think for me, I got—I still haven't decided where I place Roman Centurion because it. That Robert B. Lewis race was really amazing, but then like everything before or after that hasn't been as flashy. I know he broke his maiden by almost four lengths, but he had Lasix. It was maidens. Um, nobody too great in that. Dejure, the third place horse, went uh, later ended up becoming a turf horse. So uh, not so sure about that. He is someone. If nothing else, I think because of his his running style and his breeding. This is like, he's like one to nine to not be a stumble bunny in the stretch, right? I don't know how much of a burst he's got in the stretch, but wherever he's at in the stretch, you know he's just going to keep plugging and plugging. Um, uh, so it's just, uh, I think for me, it's a matter of do I think the pace could melt down or not? Uh, Dennis is in the chat talking about the eight horse here, law professor. A couple people bringing him up. I remember when this horse broke his maiden a uh, second asking first time routing. Um, My concern is, yes, he broke his maiden uh, routing at Santa Anita, but now he's facing winners. Some of these horses I think are very classy, it's going to be hard for him. He also beat a bunch of super overhyped mules, including Fenway, in that race. So I don't know how much I really want to take him uh, moving forward, at least in this spot. Where do you see the eight law professor?
2: I actually think this is a horse you could use in the exotics. Um, I, I, this is one that I'll probably have in my try, maybe my super. I might even include in a pick six ticket. Uh, The first race is a line through it. McCarthy's not always great in the first race. The horse had some issues. Um, That was the Bezos race. That's why the horse went off at 34 to one. Uh, The two horse dream shake obviously won that race. McCarthy, you saw the horse improve or take a big step forward. Second time out, get that win. Um, Look, any son of constitution out of a ghost zapper mare. I'm interested in going a mile and an eighth. I mean, that is really good breeding for this distance. I think this horse is a little bit slower than some of the pace horses. So I, I, we need to make sure that we're sitting close enough here so that uh, the law professor is able to make a big time run turning for home. But I, I wouldn't overlook this horse. My biggest knock on law professor is I think Joel Rosario fit this horse really, really well. And Kent DeSormo was a big time downgrade from Joel Rosario with this specific horse. So I, I'm a little concerned about the jockey here, but the 20 to 1 price or 10 to 1 price, I think which will float up, makes me a little more interested in law professor.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm with you on, the, on the, the jockey move there being a big downgrade. Um, Ken DeSormo is in the twilight of his career. We're seeing what happens with Victor Espinoza. I mean, he barely gets mounts anymore. So these guys, when they get older, it, you know, Mike Smith is about the only one at that age. that, I, or, or Johnny V, who was actually in this race riding Medina Spirit. Those are about the only two older guys that I would trust. Um, speaking of Mike Smith, by the way, let's talk about him. He's on the other Baffert, which is always a dangerous angle. Looking at the 10 Defunded, who's 8-1, to one, uh, is a horse that uh, I know the Magic Mike Show guys covered the race that he broke his maiden in on March 6th. So now he goes from six a 6 furlong sprint against maidens. Now he's going to go a mile and an eighth against winners, um, but he is a Baffert. So there's a lot of magic that happens when those horses stretch out and they you know step up in class, especially to a grade one. So what do you do with Defunded?
2: I don't know. I mean, this horse is tough, man, because it showed some early speed, but you have Medina Spirit with that 122 time form ratings. So you'd expect Medina Spirit's going to be out there. You've got the great one who I haven't talked about yet, who we should mm-hmm. definitely touch on here, who's got some speed. I, I would assume Defund is going to sit back. I-, I do like the jockey switch from Rosario to Smith more than I like the jockey switch on the 8. Um, so I, I think Defund is-, Defund is another one that you could play here. I think this race is pretty wide open. Um, I-, I wouldn't talk you off too much, and, and you don't want to be sitting there holding a pick-six ticket. Um, to that lock that shit up with a pick week, which is in the last race of this day. And you're not alive because you got knocked out by a Baffert in the San Anita Derby.
1: Um, Let's talk about the nine great one, the great one, because this is a horse that Aaron Haltriman was very excited about playing in the San Felipe right after he broke his maiden by, I think, a country mile and a half. Um, He's stepping, he was coming back into the grade one race. So that effort last out uh, when he was in the San Felipe, when he was fifth, beating a country mile and a half, was that race more what we're going to see from him where he gets his second 81 buyer speed figure in three races or do you think we see something closer to his maiden when, in, when he was close to the pace didn't get a wide trip uh, and gets a 92 buyer which of the the great one are we going to see
2: I think it's probably something in the middle I mean that's the honest I, I, I think the great one got that 92 buyer because of what it was able to just get everything its own way so you had a, a very nice setup for the for the great one to be able to run away from everybody the, the 81 that got with Spielberg beating it was not bad, but that was at Los Alamitos. Then you have the 81, obviously, in San Felipe, which is just not good. I also would argue that that wasn't really an 81 buyer. It's one of those false buyers because of how well the top end of that race performed. You saw higher buyers on the bottom side of it. So, um, but I, I think the great one is going to be a pace pressure, but I think there's too much pace in this race for him. I think he's going to get run off his toes and struggle to stay with him late.
1: Uh, A couple of horses left that we might as well just, you can just say yes, no, if you think they even have a shot in hell. The four Parnelli is adding blinkers and gets the speed rider, Edwin Maldonado, aboard. This is still a hell no for me. What about you?
2: This is another one that could actually set up for a really hot pace here. I I would pass on Parnelli. I think there's too much pressure.
1: Uh, Back ring luck is making his first start in California. uh, First start for trainer John Sadler. Uh, Not keeping the best of company. It took him three tries at the maiden 30K claimer level to uh, get the job done. Did win at Oakland Park in an optional claimer race at a very high price, and it's not easy to ever win at Oakland Park. No matter what the level is, it's difficult to do. This still seems like it's way too much for him, right?
2: Yeah, this is a big time step up in class, especially for a horse that broke its maiden at the maiden claiming level.
1: And then the sixth, Otto the Legend. Uh, what the hell is this? So I, this horse popped up in the the entry box, Mike, and I I had to Google who he was because I have no honest clue who the hell is Otto the Legend. But he's a son of Uncle Mo. The Steve Asmussen trains, and why is he out here when he broke his vein at Oakland Park instead of waiting for the Arkansas Derby? Uh, I still don't want anything to do with him. Do you?
2: I mean, I don't know. I, this one is a little at least interesting to me. I, I think that the reason we show up here is because we don't want to face concert tour right and we're not going to go and, and go to the bluegrass because that's a tough race too so why not show up here at the Santa Anita derby which we both think is a little bit more wide open i, I think the six could have a shot here if this place, pace collapses i i don't think it's one of those or it's one of those like fringe tickets if you want to go real deep i think the six is usable
1: if you want to get nuts let's get nuts we'll play let's the six So for the San Diego Derby, looks like we're both going to, at least as far as win bets go, we're going to try and take a shot against the short-priced Baffert favorite, the Seven Medina Spirit. You are on number two, Dream Shake. I'm on three, Rock Your World. Good luck if you're trying to uh, beat Medina Spirit. Whatever, if you do beat Medina Spirit, you're going to get a lot of value because he's going to take a ton of money that he probably shouldn't. All right, Mike, let's head to Keeneland. So that was, we got to eat dessert first, right? Eating dessert first is always a good one. Now we get a nice little tasty appetizer that we have after our dessert. This is like when you go to, you get you get like the appetizer special where there's a bunch of little things on there that you like and can share with your friends. Uh, we're going to the Bluegrass Steaks here. Uh, grade two, $800,000 purse. Still got nine horses in it, but this one's very, very top heavy compared to what we saw at Santa Anita. Essential quality, your two-year-old undefeated juvenile champion is here at three to five from post four. Uh, I guess the easy question is, do you try and beat essential quality or do you just single him and move on?
2: Ah, chalk eating weasel in me says single him and move on. I, this is, this has been one of the more impressive horses and you see horses specifically dodging this spot because essential quality is here. It's a little surprised highly motivated showed up to be honest with you. I'd expect he would have been in the Gotham, but here we are. Uh, I'm sorry, the wood, but here we are. I think essential quality is going to be very very tough in this spot I, and i think that the way to attack this one is actually to try and play a, a stone cold exact or a stone cold trifecta and add a little value in that manner <laughs>
1: excuse me sorry uh you, you you were so smart there completely no i'm just kidding um no, i you think you have to, <laughs> I, I, you have to use him you have to use essential quality um if you do use him in your pick fours or pick fives or whatever you're going to try and do here any sort of multi-race sequence, um, if you want to use someone with him, Mike, for whatever reason, if you, if you want to question or try and beat the price, this is where your expertise really comes into favor here because lots of these horses are prices pretty much outside of the second choice, highly motivated at three to one. You're going to get a price on somebody. The question is, who do you take and at what price?
2: Man, I mean, you got to say, how does he lose, right? So is it, is it because he's too close to a hot pace? Is it that, you know, the, the pace collapses? Is it, he's not able to, to get by someone who's on a lone lead? And I don't really see the latter happening. I mean, it looks like just, I mean, highly motivated is probably going to try and go to the lead and you'll have essential quality sitting right on the flank. You know, if I'm looking for a price to beat this horse, I I don't think highly motivated is better than essential quality. So I think the three is kind of covered by the four. I would take a shot with the one hidden stash or the two untreated. Um, Now the one hidden stash coming in from Tampa ran in the Sam F Davis and the Tampa Bay Derby. Seemed to like the additional distance at a mile and 16th. Now we're going up to a mile and an eighth. I think that should help. This horse has been closing well in its last two. I mean, I don't love the fact that we've lost to Candyman Rocket. We lost to lost Nova Rags. Helium beat us last time in. The horse didn't switch leads well in the Sam F. Davis. It was awfully green down the, down the lane. It switched leads late in the, the Tampa Bay Derby. The one hope I have here is that the one horse wants the distance more than the three horse or the four horse, more than highly motivated or essential quality. And if that's the case, maybe that last 16th of a mile is when Hidden Stash can run these two down at a big number at 20 to one. The two horse uh, is is kind of the new shooter in this group. Untreated just broke its maiden at the $30,000 level at Tampa Bay. It did it going a mile and a 40 and not the best time, but won easily by eight blanks. Uh, first time out faced Candyman Rocket was actually favored in that spot. Maybe we can get a big step forward here, and I like the fact that Joel Rosario shows up on this horse, and we saw what Pletcher did last weekend, getting two horses into the gate, so the one and the two would be the place I would look for a price to beat them. I kind of like the 4-1 exact to cold, to be honest with you, and I think if you play 4-1, you play essential quality over hidden stash, you'll get 8-1 to on it, and that's a pretty darn good number in my mind.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad one at all. I, I definitely think you can't trust Hidden Stash to win at this level based off the two races we've seen so far uh, in 2021. He's the kind of horse, too, that I don't think – Constitution, this is just his second crop. So it's hard to say whether or not Sons of Constitution will be in-demand sires other than, of course, tis the law. Uh, but so with this horse, when, when they get all nutty like this, I say this a lot. But at, at some point, if he does this that stupid shit in the stretch again, geld him who the hell wants to breed to this horse? Geld him. That's what you do. You geld him and then that fixes it. And then maybe that'll, that'll go with it. The two is an interesting one because he was in that six furlong sprint that Candyman Rocket won. And then they sold him. They put him in an auction and he actually got bought back for less than what his original owners paid for him, probably because he had just lost his debut by 13 lengths. Uh, But then for him to be purchased, go to Pletcher and in one month, two months time, Break his maiden impressively. I don't care There was a Tampa. To win by that at any track is import, is uh, impressive. Um, and then you're getting Joel Rosario to ride. Uh, you would think that Rosario, outside of essential quality, could ride just about anybody he wants in this field. He's got a good connections with Michael McCarthy out in California. He's not on the five Rombauer, who was one that I looked at. So uh, I think he's definitely got a chance. What scares me about him, uh, we know very well, when you take a Pletcher horse that breaks its maiden impressively and you throw him straight into a graded stakes race, doesn't always turn out very well. And this race is, uh, you know, you got an essential quality who's now making his second start off the bench. You're not beating him in highly motivated second start off the bench. Ron Bauer's second off the bench. It's pretty scary as far as playing him with too much confidence. So uh, like Mike is saying, try and demand value at 10 to 1 easily, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to get close to that 10-to-1 price on the two. I think the one will come down from 20-to-1. I think that price is way too high. But a lot of that will depend on the two horses to the outside. Um, sitting on go probably will not take much money. But keep me in mind, the nine horse will. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how much money pours in on keep me in mind. Second off a layoff, this horse ran third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile back at Keeneland on November 6th. Um, and didn't run great in the Rebel, but didn't run terrible based on kind of how the race went and, and where it was positioned for that spot. It's so Like I said, second off a layoff. I think the nine's going to take some money. I don't want any part of either of these horses. I don't want any part of the five Rombauer. I actually don't want anyone outside of the five post. Well, let alone any of these horses specifically. Um, do you like keep me in mind at all? No,
1: God, no, no. Uh, <laughs> as far as the wind goes, I should clarify as far as the wind goes, this is that kind of horse that uh, all you have to do is take two seconds. Look at his form. He's a late runner. He's going to come. Um, the problem is you have a scenario like the rebel uh, where there wasn't, you know, a whole lot of horses coming back to him. That was tough. I will say, the Rebel, to me, is a complete scratch off for him because if you remember Oakland and Arkansas where they had that terrible winter storm where they kept pushing it, and there, was it the Southwest Sticks that kept getting pushed, um, he couldn't train because he was based there. So he had a lot of time where he was just walking, shed walking. So uh, I'm going to completely scratch that off. I do think he's got a better chance here. But as far as a win bet goes, I don't love him. Uh, let's go backwards through the field real quick. Eight sitting on go. Uh, I'm going to keep banging this drum until they do it. Put this horse back in one-turn races. He starts off his career undefeated two turns. You try the Breeders' Cup. Doesn't work. Okay. You try the Kentucky Jockey Club. Whoa, still not good. Why? Why, why, why? Well, it's because Dale Romans is his trainer. But if anybody else was the trainer, this horse would be back at one turns instead of trying routing for the fifth time. And he's never been better than sixth or within five lengths. So uh, clearly, you're going to want to play this horse, right?
2: I, I still can't believe this horse won the Iroquois. I hate this horse so much. <laughs> I want no part of this horse.
1: <laughs> By the way, uh, Midnight Berman second in the Iroquois yeah that's okay
2: that's fine uh, we're going two turns with midnight bourbon now that's he's right. back
1: yeah, yeah he, he needs a mile and a quarter at minimum uh the seven hush of a storm is an interesting one because this is a horse that won three straight at turfway park uh all routes and then was going to be favored in the jeff ruby stakes actually was entered in it and his connection scratched him and aimed for this spot which is much harder because he's got to face essential quality and highly motivated he's not proven on dirt um, you could have easily qualified for the Kentucky Derby, getting second or third in the Jeff Ruby with this horse, which wasn't outside the realm of possibility. So the fact that he's here really kind of makes me pause for a second and, and think: Does he have a shot? I still say no, but it is interesting.
2: I think this is the most likely horse to hit the board outside of that four-post. If I would like, if I, if I'm going four deep on the pick, four, pick six, if I'm or pick five, I would go with the one-two-four-six um, or one-two-four-seven, and the reason is. Look at the last workout for this horse as well. I mean, Hush of a Storm runs a 59 and four over this Keeneland track. Look who owns this. It's owned by the trainers, foundation essentially. So the Joseph P. Morley Jr. Uh, Trust is what owns it. And William Morley is training. The, this is a own, horse that's owned by the same group of the trainer. You've got a good workout over the track. I think they believe in this horse. Do I think necessarily it can win? I, I don't know. But to me, this is a com- like complete unknown. And I wouldn't just blindly chuck it.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And Dennis is talking about, uh, brought him up. Uh, Dennis, I know, is looking at getting him home in the exotics, too. I think that's a great spot for the exotics um, for him. And listen, he gets second or third. Uh, hell, he might even, if he gets fourth, no, that won't get him enough points. He didn't get enough points for winning the Bataglia, but second or third, he's going to the Derby. So we could literally have four horses, well, three, Tarantino's out now, but three horses who entered the Jeff Ruby, who could all be in the Kentucky Derby gate. I don't know if that's awesome or amazing or terrible, or, or maybe a little mix of all three.
2: It's a little bit of everything. Uh,
1: the 6th Paulo Lobo's horse, Leblon. Listen, last time we all discounted a Apollo Lobo horse at Keeneland, um, Ivar won the Shadwell Turf Mile. So uh, I don't think this is Ivar or anything close to that. He's 50-1 to one for a reason. You're passing on the 6th, Leblon. Hard pass. And I know you said you're passing on the five Ron Bauer. I think Ron Bauer has a shot if Florentereau treats him like he does sometimes with horses like Gunrunner, where he just – Fire him out of the gate. I know that's not his running style, but if he puts, I mean, the jockeys read these forms as well as we do, right? If he looks at this and says, there's no pace, and he talks to McCarthy and says, can I gun him? I mean, shit, are you're not worried in the least bit that Flo could do that with him?
2: No. He's slow. (laughs) This is a slow horse. That's all. That's all really we need to talk about. This is a slow horse who's probably better on turf or synthetic than on dirt. Again, it's another twirling can. Like, no, nope, nope, nope.
1: All right, so we had our dessert first, Mike. We had our tasty little appetizer with the bluegrass. Now let's have some steamed broccoli where it's not tasty necessarily. It's not flashy, but overall, it's pretty good for you. Uh, Field of nine horses here, three-year-olds entered. Uh, Chad Brown has not one but two solid chances here with the four risk-taking, the five-to-two favorite. He also has the two-horse crowded trade, your four-to-one third choice, sandwiched in between them, the six-horse prevalence with Brendan Walsh, that undefeated, impressive Gulfstream Park winner. I got to say, Mike, prevalence the way that Brendan Walsh has been able to handle him uh I really wish Pletcher would be able to do that with Prime Factor you know break the maiden nice easing into an allowance and then aim for a big race here uh he's handled him pretty well where are you going on top here
2: well I'm gonna get a little interesting I think this is the 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 most wide open of the prep races that we're gonna see I think you're gonna get a a little bit of an upset I'm gonna go to the one horse Brooklyn strong on the rail here um
1: (laughs) you're going with Brooklyn strong
2: I'm going with Brooklyn Strong.
1: Hey, let's hear it. All right.
2: <laughs> the one horse came out of the Remsen, was able to win, going a mile and an eighth. We're going a mile and an eighth again today. That race has now come back a little bit better after we saw what known agenda was able to do. This horse is coming first off the layoff after a long layoff. And it's the best horse that Danny Velasquez I can remember Daniel Velasquez I can remember him ever having. And the fact that we're showing up here in the wood with one chance to make the derby, everything that has to be systems go. They've been talking about how well this horse has been working coming into this race. I think the race sets up well for the horse to be able to stalk and pounce. I like the six-to-one price. I think you're going to take see way too much money going on to both of the Chad Browns, who I don't think are very good. I think Weyburn is an absolute joke of a nine-to-two shot. I don't want any part of Candyman Rocket to at twelve-to-one. All that leads me to the inside, and the one horse Brooklyn Strong.
1: Wow, that's I mean that's impressive. I just the rem excuse me the Remsen is traditionally not done well at all on the Kentucky Derby trail. So, uh, we already bucked that trend though. No agenda wins the Florida Derby. So that's one to, uh, to watch out for, man, I'm going to go with crowded trade. I'm going to go with crowded trade over risk-taking, uh, Uh, risk-taking is a plotter. Who's going to come from behind and try and pass all these horses. (laughs) You don't like that pick. I'm sorry. Um, I, (laughs) I think the fact that he, he breaks his maiden and then goes right in and almost beats wayburn. Um, that to me, yes, he got he got really leg weary in the stretch there. He should have won that race, but that was his first time uh, facing winners, first time of any kind of a test like that. And I think Wavern's going to prove to be a lot better than the 46 one to price that he was ignored at. Um, that's why I like him. Plus, we're getting Eric aboard, who just won the aqueduct uh meat title for for the jockeys. now mind you he now has both the ortiz brothers and tyler gaff and junior alvarado all riding against him in this race so a little different competition level but um why is it that you really don't like crowded trade
2: i'm not so sure mile and eighth is going to be very good for crowded trade or Wayburn to be honest with you um the gothams at a mile and yep. They both weren't exactly flying home <laughs> mile. We'll just put no. it that way. Uh, they were going pretty slow. And so I, I think both of them are going to get way over bet in a race that is just completely different. I, this is just a, a different makeup of a race. Going a mile and an eighth, going two turns versus going a mile and going one turn, completely different beast. If you're, if you're in the lead in those spots, I mean, they, they came home in 26 seconds in that race. They were walking home, and they would have another furlong to take. And you already have a horse that's proven at mile and an eighth in the one-horse Brooklyn Strong. You have a horse that's proven at a mile and an eighth in the four-horse Risk-Taking. I would rather have a piece of either of those than, than the two or the eight in this spot. I'm not going to use Crowded Trade or Weyburn in anything that I play.
1: Yeah, it, I think for, uh, at least especially for those two horses, it comes down to what did you think of the Gotham? If you thought the Gotham was trash and you really don't have anything to do with them. Um, the <laughs> Dennis says he wants to, uh, the eight-horse Weyburn to win because Trevor McCarthy is aboard. Is, do we know if Trevor McCarthy is, is he going to be riding by Saturday? Because I know he had that really bad accident, uh, was it last week? Last week or two weeks ago where a bunch of riders got hurt. So I honestly don't know if he's going to be riding.
2: I think he was up today. So I think he's back.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good then. I mean, that's that's really great. I saw that he was home finally, so that's good. Um, there's a couple new shooters in here that I really don't care about. Uh, Market Maven is here, is a Pennsylvania bred who took three, starts to break his maiden against Pennsylvania Breds. Do you want anything to do with him?
2: Uh, no, I'm not, all, I'm not over-interested in Market Maven.
1: Candyman Rocket, Is do we get the Sam F. Davis winner or do we get the Tampa Bay Derby dick in the <laughs> Uh
2: I think this horse is, is more interesting than the 12-to-1 morning line. I'm not... I don't love it, but I, at the same time, you're going to have a somewhat part of the pace presence that can actually hold going two turns, which is something I don't think that the, the eight Weyburn or the two risk-taking can do. So I think Candyman Rocket at 12-1 is a little sneaky.
1: Uh, prevalence. Uh, I think the biggest surprise for me would be if he actually got close to 3-1 to one on him. I think the, the Browns are going to take money. I think this horse has got a lot of hype and is going to take some money as well. What do you think about prevalence? Yes, Play.
2: Uh, prevalence is one that I would probably include, um, but I'm not going to. I, I, I'd like the one on top, but I, I think the one and the seven are the most interesting horses, Candyman Rocket. And Prevalence would be kind of that next up type of horse, just because we don't know what the ceiling is here. But Prevalence has to take a massive step forward in this race to be able to be competitive. It's first time going two turns. It's not easy to do. And we needed a, a big time buyer jump. So. I mean, I understand why he's here, right? We've got – the Godolphin was not going to send this horse against essential quality in the bluegrass. I right? I, it makes perfect sense why we're seeing prevalence here in the wood. I mean, the, the price is just going to be what's the deterrent here for me. I mean, we're going to see this horse go off at what? What do you think? Eight to five? Seven to five?
1: Um, ooh, I'm going to go nine to five.
2: <laughs> I, think, I, <laughs> to I, area, I don't right really there. want anything under two to one. I mean, I think that the one I'm, – I'm probably going to go one, four, seven and call it a day in this spot.
1: Josh Eubanks says seven to two. Josh, you get seven to two on him. Uh, take both fists running to the windows there. Um, if, let's, I mean, prevalence. I don't know. I just don't think that he's a derby horse. I think that this is, would be a great horse um, for like the Preakness, maybe summertime in New York. I think that Brendan Walsh, if left alone, without the Derby in mind, it would continue to just slowly bring this horse along like he likes to do. Um, So if he doesn't fire a big one here, I'm not ready to give up on him, but uh, it'd be, yeah, like, like Mike's saying, try and try and get a little bit of a price. Todd Pletcher's got two, the three Bourbonic, the five dynamic one. I don't think either one has a shot in hell. Um, Do you, let me rephrase that. If a Pletcher wins, which of these two does (laughs) it?
2: Ooh, probably the five just because Jose's up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Jose on the horse straight off the maiden, or Kendrick Carmouche on a Calumet farm homebred. Um, I didn't know they sent any to uh, someone not named Jack Sisterson. That was kind of surprising. Yeah, that horse, uh, the three Bourbonic, um, he doesn't have great back form, back class. He's been facing a lot. I mean, he couldn't beat Market Maven. He's four lengths behind Market Maven, and we laughed at that one. So, yeah, I'm with you on dynamic one. But Toddster, just other than known agenda, man, not, not Toddster's year here. So, Wood Memorial, you're yeah. on Brooklyn Strong. I'm on the too crowded trade. Yeah, steamed broccoli, all over the place, Mike. It's
2: the best race to bet. Probably the worst race of the three.
0: (laughs) Taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I have to sing. Jesse,
1: you can't sing tonight. Yes. All right, Mike, that sound means it It is time for the So Excited I Get Wood Memorial Race of the Week presented to you by the Inside Track to the Bluegrass Stakes Wagering Guide available now at racingdudes.com, go to racingdudes.com. Literally anywhere on the website, we've got pictures and images all over the place. Just click somewhere, it's gonna take you to buy the Inside Track to the Bluegrass Stakes Wagering Guide. This is a comprehensive, uh, in-depth look at every single race on Saturday's card at Keeneland. Really super in-depth previews of every horse that are in the stakes races, bets, plays, picks, whatever you want, whatever you need. Aaron Halterman's got the winning picks there, so go to racing.com. It is $30 if you buy it on its own, or if you got any kind of monthly subscription with the premium products, it is included with that. Uh, also, we're going to have the Arkansas Derby is next week. After that, the Apple Blossom, and then you've got the Derby, to Belmont. So really, this is the best time of year to be a premium subscriber. So make sure you go to Racings.com, check that out. Mike, this is always a fun segment The so excited. I get Wood Memorial Race of the Week, and uh, your first one is here on the screen. Race 8 at Keeneland on Saturday. Talk about it.
2: Yeah, I went from six to midnight as soon as I saw this field for the Shaker Town, man. This is a, a great setup here. We've got – first off, I love turf sprinting. So right away, that, I'm, I'm a sucker for the turf sprint. The two-horse Impromiss is coming back Who's one of my favorite horses. I think it's super interesting. We get back to Paco here, who has ridden this horse a couple times in the back. Uh, the last couple of races haven't been to Impermiss's normal level. That Breeders' Cuff turf sprint got shut down. I uh, literally just got shut out when trying to make his move. So you kind of draw a line through that one. Was able to win next time out. The turf dash at Tampa uh, just didn't quite get there. Um, didn't get the best trip. I, I love me some Impermiss. I'm excited to see him in this spot, but you've got a lot of other horses in here that make this race really interesting. Um, if you go all the way to the outside, uh, we get the critical way, or I'm sorry, we get the thirteen bound for nowhere, who is a Wesley Ward horse um, who ran second to Irois in this race last year, um ran over an Ascot multiple times uh, by the factory, one of my favorite sires. So should be out there gunning it to the lead. We've got the critical way, who beat Impermiss last time in the turf dash. Uh, you look at the seven horse. We've got uh, Kenthaka, who's a Jimmy Creed horse. back to turf sprinting here. First off, a layoff as a six year old for Grand Motion that's awfully interesting. I, this is just up and down a great, great field and an awesome betting race. And you have like four or five speed horses signed up, so you should have an insane pace. And then you have a bunch of closers that have to weave through 13 horses. It just, it creates chaos and it just breeds prices. So you can either like separate yourself here and try and single up impermiss, or you can go nuts and go like six deep and try and hit a 20 to one shot who trips out.
1: I, I, this is, so... Full disclosure, this was actually, Mike and I agreed on the same race, so we have a second one we'll talk about. But we are both so excited about this because uh, we love inframis, we love Bonfanova, we love turf sprints, and we love Keeneland, and you're putting 13 turf sprinters at Keeneland. Uh, this is fucking amazing. I love this. This, is, this field looks incredible. Bound for Nowhere has won this race before. Imprimis has won this race before. They both keep hitting the board in this race. Uh, you, you brought up Kanthaka. They're the critical way in the 12th spot. I think he's got a legitimate shot because he's super fast. and He's getting Luis Sai as a board. I mean, pick a spot, any spot. I mean, th- this might end up becoming chalk, and it would still be an exciting finish. Um, is there a horse, real quick, uh, that you think is a really strong price that might be worth an across-the-board play or is a must in the underneath uh, for exotics?
2: Well, I, I I like Impermiss quite a bit in this spot. I think that that horse is really interesting. The horse I wouldn't sleep on is the nine horse just might. This is another one of those speed horses in here, but this horse has pace, uh, can definitely hold that that pace. The last race was on over the mud, uh, or well, it was over the dirt, it got taken off the turf and ran well, was able to win. But if you go back and look a couple back, I mean, it beat Hollis, beat Ready for prime time. This horse is going to make the lead, runs well, uh, has has run a Keeneland three times, has hit the board running a 96 buyer, You're getting a 12-to-1 price. To me, that's the shot that I want, the price that I want. But, man, I can't wait for Bound for Nowhere and and, and Impermis to be just flying down the lane and going at it. I think Kintaka and and the nine just might have the other two I'm interested in.
1: Kantaka is a big one for me. Uh, I remember what was that? The Jiper when he came back he was off that super long layoff from motion and almost had it won, and Alexander hurt herself beating him. Um, yeah, he's one that uh, I'm excited about. You're gonna think I'm nuts. I've been waiting for a year and over a year for the eight American butterfly to turf sprint. <laughs> I have been waiting so hard, <laughs> so long, because this horse is not good. This was not a good for American Pharaoh out of a War Front dam. This horse should be incredible. This horse. I, I'm not a fan of the way he's been, he's been campaigned. I'll say that. Um, he tried turf once, and it was routing. He's already shown in his past that he doesn't like to route. Um, it's Dwayne Lucas, who is uh, uh, surprisingly 12% when it comes to turf. I really I honestly thought he was just a dirt trainer. Um, but you know Dwayne Lucas, as is, is, is talented of a trainer as he is, he just hasn't been getting the stock that he used to back in the earlier years. But you're getting Drayden Van Dyke aboard. He's 50-1, to 1 and anything can happen in a turf sprint. I'm just saying he's an American Pharaoh. Out of, if, if this wasn't D Wayne Lucas training, and I said, you've got an American Pharaoh out of a Warfront dam turf sprinting for the first time with Drayden Van Dyke aboard a very talented jockey. You're not the least bit interested.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> no not even a little bit. I mean, like, I was, I was hoping you were going to go. Cause the other horse I like here is the 11 high crime. So I was hoping you were going to say 11 high crime. Uh, second awful layoff, son of violence, violence, oh, uh leperu picks up the mount this horse has a 92 buyer back uh sprinting over churchill downs turf course uh lost by to leinster by a neck last time out lost to katatari by two lengths cut last year i, I there's some back class of the 11 at 8 to 1 as well but no yeah american butterfly you're freaking nuts man
1: <laughs> listen it wouldn't be blinkers off if somebody didn't make some crazy ass uh, pick to win one of these races <laughs> <laughs> um all right now <laughs> no 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 no, I didn't go that far uh, let's talk about the other race that's so excited that I got wood memorial uh, race of the week Keeneland race 7 on Saturday the grade 3 $200,000 Commonwealth stakes you might be thinking magic what the hell is exciting about this race look who's in it Flagstaff hidden scroll bango attachment rate mucho Hawk Creek hustle here's why I'm excited this is a grade 3 race one of those damn mules has to win this grade 3 race I have no clue who it is, and you sure as shit cannot be confident that Hidden Scroll, especially a five to two, is going to get the job done. He is my pick here. I'm excited because this race is a hot, hot mess.
2: That is correct. I mean, that, that that is the best way to define it. This race is an absolute hot. This is like, this is one of those Boulevard of Broken Dreams with upside, right? Because like, if Hidden Scroll comes out, if the comments after this can be hilarious. Because if Hidden Scroll airs this field, the amount of juice comments that are going to start up are just legendary, right? So that just expect that if that comes out. The one horse is a terrible eight to five favorite. I, 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 no, Flagstaff, I'm sorry, but you should not be eight to five in this field. No. Uh, you know what I was shocked by? The, the lack of speed in a seven furlong graded stakes race. Can I can I get a little love for special reserve? Micah claims this horse two back, runs a 92 buyer, runs a 94 buyer next time out. It's going to be on the front end. Why can't the four wire this field at 12 to
1: one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Too, and, and, and uh, that first start African claim stayed at Oakland, and even though you know it was the non-winners of certain dollar amount, still there's always talented stock at Oakland. Um, that's a great pick. Uh, there's some, some love in the chat for the number three, Bango. I agree. This isn't the worst pick here. Um, <laughs> I mean, in a race like this, somebody's got to get the job done. This is a horse that uh, when he was going six furlongs at Churchill Downs was pretty good. He d- isn't great. At, you know, the one time he tried Keeneland, but that was also the Breeders' Cup Saturday undercard in Nashville was in that race. You remember how big Nashville was at that time of year. So sandwiched around that, he had two nice wins going six furlongs. The question is, can he do seven furlongs? Um, honestly, Mike, that's... that's not that's usually a big deal to me in this field just throw something at the wall that whatever sticks that's the horse you pick in this race yeah i mean
2: i I think the four special reserve is interesting and the seven hawk creek hustles the other one i'm I'm interested in hawk creek hustle i can't quit at seven furlongs if this horse is run at six furlongs i want no piece of it seven furlongs (laughs) you've done it six times one twice four seconds lost some good horses going at that distance so i i would sprinkle a little hawk creek hustle in there and i like i'm not sure you can't play hidden you kind of have to play hidden scroll right like if you're playing multi-race bets here hidden scroll is the other one i think you probably have to use on some level but for me i like the four to price here hopefully we can wire the field
1: uh aaron in the chat yeah horse that the four beat at oakland came back to win today i'm guessing that's one for richie because uh, ancient warrior was third and i don't think ancient warrior uh could win a two horse race so yeah, he beat uh,
2: shoplifted two back there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. It did be shoplifted, and that was before mm-hmm. uh, Maker even had his paws on him. Uh, listen, you could do it. You, you could do the was it? The three seven, the Foley family executive box, three seven, Bango, Hog Creek, Hustle, uh, you, ten to one, nine to two. No matter what order that that comes in, if it doesn't have hidden scroll and Flagstaff, it's gonna pay pretty nice, right?
2: Yeah, you can do okay for yourself.
1: <laughs> All right, Mike, and now it's time for the lock that shit up. Pick of the week. Where are you going for this race?
2: This was actually one of the easiest ones for me. Uh, let's go to Santa Anita. Let's head out to race 12 on Saturday to close out the mandatory six payoff to close out that pick four that the Magic Mike guys are covering later in the day. Give me the three horse, the chosen brawn. Okay, this is one of those spots where I love this horse going back against state competition breaks. It's made against state competition next out faces concert tour and literally duels with concert tour. And then fades to third behind Freedom Fighter, another Baffert horse that was sort of on the trail, kind of doing something like that. I'm not so worried about finishing third. I like more that we were able to face concert tour and still run well enough to hold on for third and not completely stop. I mean, they, they came home in a minute 24. That means that this horse ran seven furlongs in a minute and 124 and three fifths. That's a pretty darn good time for a second effort. Um, now we're coming back. We're going to six and a half furlongs, which I think suits this horse a little bit better. And we are facing state bred competition. I mean, the only horse I think is a threat is the horse right to the inside who would have to take a huge step forward first time against winners to be able to face, to, to hold on against the three-horse here. So the chosen brawn, three-horse, race 12, Santa Anita on Saturday. Lock that shit up.
1: I love it. And this is the best part is that they put a cow stakes race, the $150,000 Echo Eddie that, that we're talking about here, uh, Mike is giving you a single to end the mandatory payout on the Rainbow Pick Six that is expected to have a five million dollar pool. Um, Magic Mike Show Guy is going to be talking about Santa Anita on their show later today, so you could. We're going to basically the Racing Dudes team is going to give you most of that Pick Six to. So you just just go all in the first two legs. Between the rest of the Racing Dudes team, we'll tell you who everybody <laughs> else is to play. So uh, that's what you're hearing here. No, I love this spot. The Chosen Vron is one of those cowbreds who really doesn't run like a Calbred. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like he's just got too much speed, too much talent for you to really think he is, but he is. So uh, I definitely like this pick. I also like that Mike Smith rides him back for the second time, was uh, in the San Vicente, rode him. Uh, and then now we take that big class drop down. The My question for you, since this is a lock shit up, it's usually going to be pretty chalky. You're not going to get eight to five. What price do you think we get on on the chosen run? I,
2: mean, I think the horse should be three to five. I would probably bet it at even money. I'm going to play... I'm going to be looking to play big doubles into it. That's how I'll probably attack this. Because the thing is, it's a big enough field that the daily double payout should be higher than you'd expect. Um, the, the win bet, will, he'll probably get hammered pretty good. But I think the value is playing a daily double into this horse. So I'm going to try and hit a nice big daily double into the chosen brawn. But I, I look, I, I rarely bet horses at even money. This is one of those that I would bet at even money. This was literally the easiest thing for me to pick out of the entire the, the, the options that we have inside the weekend that we're, we're doing here.
1: And listen, if you're listening or watching, I understand. Picking chalk is not sexy. But you know what is sexy? Making money. And when was the last time Mike Samich was like, I don't care even money, hammer this with Thor's hammer? Uh, It was a filly named Swiss Skydiver in the Beholder Mile, and I think that worked out pretty well for him. So uh, make sure you listen to Mike. Listen, my lock that shit, pick up the week. Let's go back to Aqueduct. I think Aqueduct is – it's got an interesting card. There aren't a lot of big fields, big sexy names, but um, especially if you want to get creative elsewhere, you can really make some money singling. I'm going to go to race four, the grade three Bayshore stakes on Saturday. Uh, look at who shows up here. The number three drain the clock is one to two on the morning line in a five horse field. I don't normally say this because anything can happen. Why are we even running the seven for a long race? Can we just give drain the clock six, the $120,000 and the graded stake status of winning this race and just let everybody else run for second. I mean, this horse should win this on one and a half legs backwards with a blindfold and shit with the, not even I read in the saddle. I could be in the saddle. I weigh 200-some pounds. I'm 6'4". I could get this horse to win this race.
2: Yeah, this is a pretty good spot for draining the Clock. I mean, the only thing that could go wrong is if the five horse decides to absolutely go with the three but look drain the clock's a better horse doesn't even need to lead against the five that's the thing this horse could stalk in second like it did uh at Gulfstream Park two back and be able to still run by them so I I yeah drain the clock one to two is you probably won't get one to two that's the only knock on this one but this horse is a uh definitely one of those lock that shit up type of horses
1: (laughs) I mean you get one to nine the only horse that I think has a shot in hell uh of beating him god I don't even know if I could say that Maybe the four whiskey double, I think he could probably, he's going to come along probably a little bit later. Um, it's an Aaron Haltman fantasy horse, uh, I think. I don't think he's gotten rid of whiskey double yet. Um, otherwise, I mean, the, the, on the rail, two bus was behind market maven and Bourbonic in a parks allowance race. And you heard what we talked about with those horses uh, in the wood memorial. So yeah, this whiskey double, maybe, but is there anybody here that interests you or is it just drain the clock a heavy single?
2: I mean, I, I almost want to lock that shit up trifecta of the week and play the Ooh. 3 4 2 cold.
1: 3 4 2 cold. I love it. Ooh, and Garoppolo's 15 to 1, so we're going to get some odds on him, too.
2: Okay. And right. the five's going to go with the 3 and quit. Then you just have to, then it's either the 1 or the 2 that you put in that third
1: spot. Shit. You want to, I mean, if you feel like spending a dollar you know, instead of 50 cents, you could go uh, 3 4 and then 2 1 in that third spot there. So I, I don't want to break anybody's bank, though. So just, you know, don't, don't have to take my <laughs> advice <go> here. <laughs> don't go too crazy. All right, Mike. Now the one that I'm most excited about because you get to talk about this for the first time—the making it rain long shot pick of the week. Where are you going, bud? We're going to Keeneland. Uh,
2: we're going to go to Friday's card. We're going to go to the seventh race, which is also a turf sprint here. Uh, this is a hundred thousand dollar stakes race. Look, there's two horses in here that are going to take a lot of attention: Chasing Artie, who's the three horse for Wesley Ward at seven to two morning line favorite or morning line second choice, and the eight horse Fauci was two to one we know all about fauci ran behind golden powell ran behind out won the race before that very good turf sprinter you know his best buyer on turf sprinting is an 81 before that it was an 80 we got first off a layoff here the horse should be primed and prepped and ready to go wesley ward pretty good for his first off a layoff but let's talk a little bit about the 12 to one shot on the inside looking for loki okay this horse has turf sprinted three times in his career first time at churchill downs broke its maiden going wire to wire almost wire to wire winning a 70 buyer came right back Turf sprint, runs a, a 71 buyer, finishes second. For some reason, they send it off into the dirt, runs another turf sprint, pops up to an 85 buyer and beats Field Day, who, by the way, is a very good turf sprinter. Then we go off the turf sprinting thing because we rain off, still wins the race, and then we're, we stretch out to two turns, draw a line straight through that race. The horse takes the lead and then quits. This horse wants to turf sprint, has pace from the rail, has the right setup. You're getting 12 to 1, and you're making money with Mitch. Give me looking for Loki at 12 to 1 for my long shot pick of the weekend.
1: Bet Mitch, get rich 12 to 1. I think you'll get uh, every penny of that. But that is a, a very good looking horse. You're not worried about the rail draw uh, hurting him too much with all the speed that might come with him?
2: No, because he's got tactical speed. So this horse can pocket up behind the speed. And by the way, I didn't even mention this. Chris Hartman, 27% turf sprinting with a $7.99 ROI.
1: Woo! That's how you make it rain right there. And Mitch murrow has been on him for, what, seven out of his nine starts too. So he definitely knows how to ride this horse.
2: I think you're going to see a ton of money taken by by horses that have a little more name recognition. But this horse, Winter Sprinting, has faced some very good horses and ran very well. So I I think if we get twelve to one looking for Loki, I'd be very happy.
1: I feel like. uh, I feel like slimmer Ricky. I just have a New York bias going on here today because my lock that making it rain lock shot pick of the week, we're going back to Aqueduct again. Uh, race nine on the card. The Gazelle Stakes is a grade three, $250,000 purse. Is a Kentucky Oaks prep worth 100 points to the winner, 40, 20, and 10, and so on. We got an even money favorite here, Search Results, the eight horse. And this is why this is my making it rain long shot pick of the week because you can pretty much pick any of these horses It's gonna make it rain because Search Results is gonna take a ton of money. The one thing... The search results has not yet done in two starts is route and i don't know if she can route she looked really great in the busher it was a, a, a two-month layoff um david she was stretching out to a mile she's facing winners for the first time she was on the front end she did a good job she held on i'm not convinced that she's gonna be able to hold on in this spot in fact i think that there's a horse that's going to be stumbled there's everybody else stumble bunnies you're gonna see one horse come flying past everybody how about that three horse, Mia Martina, for our buddy, Grand Motion? A good friend of the uh, racing dudes, Grand Motion. Uh, Grand Motion, 20% turf to dirt. And if you look at this horse's buyer, she got a 77 for winning a, a turf route at Gulfstream Park. Beat some good horses there. Um, she was, uh, that was her first start for Grand Motion. After she does that, he sends her into the grade three Florida Oaks at Tampa Bay Downs. She loses to domain expertise, jouster, and oyster box. Those are three of some of the better turf fillies in the three-year-old crop racing right now. Now she's going to switch to dirt in a spot where I've got questions about everybody. These are not really world beaters. The only horse who might be really good out of this is the eight search results. And if you think that she might suffer from the pace or from the, the pace setup or the distance gets to her, I mean, she is a daughter of flatter. Uh, flatter horses tend to be better when they're around a mile, seven furlongs. There's a shot here. I'm going to take a shot because I trust Grand Motion and I trust uh, that he would not put this horse in New York in an Oak Stakes race like this if he didn't think that she had some quality. So, uh she's also a daughter of Not This Time out of a proud citizen mare, so should be able to handle the dirt. And I think we're gonna get at least six to one on her, and that's why she is my making it rain, long shot pick.
2: You also get uh, the best jockey in the world, Junior Alvarado, right? That's my, that's my boy.
1: I mean he, he's riding as well as anybody is right now, that's what I heard. So
2: <laughs> I, I like the sire not this time, uh, uh Giants Causeway, Son of Giants Causeway. I, I do think that this horse should take to the dirt. The distance should help. And this horse is not as slow as it looks. That last race, they went 22 and four. That's why this horse was 10 lengths behind the lead. It wasn't like the, the um, Chalster literally just ran off up front. And so I think that's one of the reasons why you saw the, this horse further back. So I don't expect to see me and Martina as far back. I think it's going to be a tall task, but I will agree with you that the, the eight horse search result, not a great favorite. That was a six horse field that she beat last time out. Miss Brazil, like, yeah not that interested in Miss Brazil. And the fact that the grass is blue, the five horse ran third in that race. It was the best buyer of its career is a
1: 74. I think
2: this is the right horse to try and pick off and beat at even money.
1: All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Blinkers Off. Uh, listen, we had a great time. We had three Kentucky Derby preps. There's four Kentucky Oaks preps that I, I mentioned before. We only got to talk about one of them here at the Gazelle right at the end there. But if you want the full previews and the picks, go to racingnews.com We got you covered for the Sandy Derby, Derby and the Oaks, the Wood Memorial and Gazelle, the Ashland and the Bluegrass, Oh, and the Fantasy Stakes at Oakland Park. And by the way, speaking of the Ashland, Dr. Miranda earlier today uh, went against the favorites in that race. The Dr. Miranda previous episode will be live on the website shortly, so make sure you go check that out. It's also available at the Racing Dudes YouTube page, so go check that out. And while you're there, give us a like, a thumbs up on all the videos that we do. We really appreciate you guys. Mr. Samich, I know that you are a very, very busy man. Uh, you have quite a lot on your plate for this weekend. You want to talk about it?
2: Yeah, I got eight tracks I have to handicap, or four tracks for two days for the tournament. We got the Salma Bombs for Keeneland on Friday. We got the Sama Bombs for Keeneland and Santa Anita on Saturday and Sunday. I'm just going to have to take a huge breather and figure out where I'm going to put the Sama Bombs. Uh, it's it's going to be an absolutely crazy weekend, uh, but I'm super excited, man. I can't wait to get in. This tournament's going to be a blast. It's one of the most fun to play all year. The optional sequencing is going to be interesting since you have to pick 15 of those 30 races to play. Uh, but it does mean that I'll be looking at every race from Aqueduct, Santa Anita, Golden Gate, and Keeneland this weekend. So it'll be a fun time.
1: Boom, there's so much happening. Uh, and speaking of what's happening, let's check out what's over at racenews.com. I love this. Papa Dude is doing Oakland picks uh, at the website for free. And guys, he's really good at it. <laughs> uh, I, I wish Eric was on because I could, uh, he could tell me exactly, but yeah, I know he was hitting with the sports bets. Um, he was hitting with the picks. Uh, he is doing a really great job and there's, he's spot picks. And I think that this is the key for him is that unlike the Samo bombs or the premium picks or the Ricky's rockets, he gets to just pick which ones he thinks are going to be the, the moneymaker spots. Kind of like what we did in that last segment. Um, so make sure you go check that out. He, he's going to be covering the Oakland picks for all weekend throughout the rest of the meet. Uh, as I mentioned, we got previews for the Sandy Derby that the Gazelle, the Wood Memorial Rocket picks her up there as well. Uh, Aaron thinks that the Lock That Ship pickup of the week for today uh, was that today? I guess that was today. Yeah, Barista Vixen. I don't know how well she did. I really hope that she won. Aaron, did she win? Oh, she won. Okay, good. That's good. Uh, man, this is, this is an exciting weekend. Racing dudes, we will be live. Somebody's going to be live on this account. Probably multiple people talking about horse racing this weekend, so uh, make sure you check that out as well. Any final words, Mr. Samich?
2: Let's go, big weekend. Let's get her done.
1: Let's get her done. I love it. All right, I'm out of here because I need to go watch WrestleMania 8. Mike Sonic has to keep handicapping the rest of every single race happening anywhere in the country this weekend. So we will see you back next week on Monday at five thirty Eastern, two thirty Pacific. Until then, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike? I guess. We're just I gonna say know. our names. Yeah. we gonna say our names and get out of here. And yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: good
0: luck this week. Racingdudes.com for all of your needs.
1: Racingdudes.com
0: for all of your leads. Racingdudes.com for all of your bets. Racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. Racingdudes.com for all of your needs. Racingdudes.com for all of your leads. Racingdudes.com for all of your bets.
2: Racingdudes.com, as good as it gets.
1: i edit this out for the pod. I forgot what he says. <laughs> 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 I just went, I, like, I completely brought, you probably saw it. It's completely fucking fart. I was like, is he going
2: to say Ryder's up? Is he going to do it?
1: <laughs> yeah, almost did.